Well, Starfield coming to PS5 is no longer something that only a few of us are claiming will happen. When I reported on this on January the 15th, three weeks ago, it sparked a ton of pushback and even negativity. But now, we have virtually anyone with a contact or source at Xbox or Bethesda saying that this is now happening, along with a whole host of other Xbox titles coming to PlayStation. Which is not surprising, given a willingness to support or port PlayStation games or Starfield to PlayStation games would mean basically anything is fair game. If you are going to move Starfield, why not move basically everything else? So in the minds of many fans, the floodgates are opening and they aren't sure what to feel. What's the future of Xbox? Now this is something Phil Spencer took to Twitter to say he will be speaking on next week, likely before DICE begins. But what about all of the talk about exclusives and what about Xbox hardware? Where is all of this headed? Now I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the video in the form of a monologue. That way you don't have to go searching for it. It's a longer video because it is a live stream. If you like live discussions and back and forth, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss out on my content. Well, a lot of doubt and even some harsh pushback, but now Starfield coming to PlayStation 5 has been reported by virtually everyone with a contact at Xbox or Bethesda. I reported on this three weeks ago because I had very good and reliable sources claiming that this was happening. It seemingly took those three weeks to make landfall, and now many who claim that this would never happen are saying that it's happening. But more than Starfield, virtually any title you can think of is rising to the surface as being considered for porting to PlayStation. Given the nature of the scale of this, and given the nature of the scale of the pushback that I received when I claimed this on January the 15th, I'm going to primarily focus on Starfield. The other games and claims are still developing, but the tip of the spear and the focus seems to be Starfield. Now first, I want to walk through what happened. The floodgates have seemingly opened to the point that even Phil Spencer had to address this on Twitter, saying that there would be a business meeting coming up, and we'll talk more about what he said in a moment. The second thing I want to talk about and I want to look at is the reactions to this. Let's just say there are some very upset Xbox fans. Ultimatums and calls to action are being made, and I find it all comical because, well, we'll talk about that in a moment. Lastly, I'm going to tell you what I think, and yes, we are once again faced with the temptation to say, I told you so, but... I would rather focus on what's next as some fans are reeling, unsure of what they should even do or where they should go. A lot of people may be looking for a gaming community home. Maybe less attacking and more gaming is the best path forward. But let's start with what happened. Well, it all started about three weeks ago when we reported on this here at Reforge Gaming. And even before that, there was somebody on a forum and they claimed that Starfield was not the only title that was going to be coming to PlayStation. And early, uh, about a year ago, I had a video where I speculated that Starfield would be a timed exclusive. In the middle of 2022, I speculated that Starfield would be a timed exclusive when Phil Spencer said that we would see less and less exclusives. I said, I think this is what he's talking about. And then if you looked at the language around Starfield, field when it came out it seemed like they were leaving the door open well the seal was first opened when the hi-fi rush and the sea of thieves rumors began swirling around january the 9th of this year and then on january 15th we ran our own story about what we were hearing about starfield now things generally quieted down about it until over the weekend of february the 4th xbox era brought it all to a head according to insider gaming this is what they had to say 
In a new report published by Xbox Era, it said that Starfield will be coming to PlayStation 5 following the Shattered Space expansion release on Xbox, which is scheduled later this year. Now, this lines up with my own theory about the updates to Starfield every six weeks in 2024. How else would you justify that level of commitment and update if not for sort of a big 2.0 turnaround moment? You got a DLC and then bring the game to another platform after the fact. I even theorized that that's how the timing would play out, and it seems that that's the way they're going to handle it. Now, Insider Gaming continues and says that the report outlines that Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves will also be coming to rival platforms soon, with the announcement that Hi-Fi Rush could release as soon as quarter one of this year. Now, this lines up with what Steven Totillo had heard about Sea of Thieves happening early this year, that these smaller titles, or the ones at least that had cropped up to the surface, that they would be arriving first. And it makes sense as to why Hi-Fi Rush was getting dual sense and like logo updates. That one internally has been sort of data mined. I believe even Tom Warren was like, oh no, this one's coming for sure because of some recent developments with Hi-Fi Rush. Now, they are likely going to be the first and they seemingly are right around the corner. More than that, we have some info about dev kits and more insiders started weighing in. More from Insider Gaming. Xbox Era also states that Microsoft has made additional investments into PlayStation 5 dev kits to support its change in strategy. Windows Central's Jez Corden also weighed in on the ever-evolving rumors earlier today and stated that he does expect Starfield to come to PlayStation. And just yesterday, I spoke with somebody who has contacts at Bethesda and they indicated those contacts are now saying, yes, this is very likely happening. But things really started heating up when Indiana Jones was mentioned because Xbox just got done announcing that game. I think people might have been a little bit less upset. They're still pretty upset, but they might have been a little less upset if it looked like it was going to be like, oh, well, games will be about a one year exclusive or more and then they'll come later. But then you hear Indiana Jones and it's like, that game hasn't even hit the console yet. So, interestingly enough, the Indiana Jones trailer, I went and looked in all of the places that I found it. It says nothing in the description or the trailer about being exclusive. The final card of the trailer simply says, play it day one on Game Pass. We are hearing rumors that Game Pass is going to go through some changes. I'm going to try to cover that in a separate video. There's too much to cover here in just one video. Now, according to The Verge... This is from TheVerge.com. They said, A source familiar with Microsoft's plans tells The Verge that Bethesda is also considering bringing Indiana Jones and the Great Circle to PS5. Now, this turn, I think this turned the floodgates completely on. Jeff Grubb's now saying Gears of War is being considered, and if anybody doubted the far reach of this, there's a Halo job posting that feels pretty significant. The new job posting is for the lead game systems designer, and one of the bullet points reads as follows. Set clear design goals goals and deliverables focusing the system design team on achieving high quality cohesive experience for all players on all platforms now somebody might say oh that just means you know the platforms that it's landing on it's on two platforms right well the term on all platforms typically doesn't mean that and in light of the recent news I really don't think that's what it means. Apparently, we'll have answers very soon. Jeff Grubb originally reported that something would be coming in the end of February. Well, according to sources close to this, someone at Microsoft or Xbox who doesn't want this to happen leaked this so that the public outcry would happen. So what this did is it responded, it, I'm sorry, it prompted a response from Phil Spencer and he you know I think his response takes on a new appearance in light of what we're hearing that like somebody was unhappy that 
somebody high up made this decision. I think this has come as quite of a surprise to a lot of people. I'm going to talk about and theorize in a little bit why I got so much pushback in early January when I reported on this. I've got a theory. I'm trying to be charitable why people were so stern in their pushback. Now, Phil Spencer took to Twitter because the fever pitch of this got very hot and he said the following we're listening and we hear you we've been planning a business update event for next week where we will look forward I'm sorry where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox stay tuned so it's clear the leaker got what they wanted the public pressure seems to have pushed up the timeline okay this will likely take place before dice you you don't want somebody going to this event right i was speaking to somebody about this and the concern was well people are going to be asking todd howard and the team about starfield going to ps5 at dice if there's no official word yet so i wonder if jeff grubb is correct that they had something planned for late february but the leaks just got out of control and now they're having to bump up the timeline because people are like wow you're going to make it make us wait a whole week well they, they weren't planning on you knowing about this i don't think and i really hope that phil is the one who hosts and does this meeting as some rumors indicated that sarah bond would be doing something in the spring and this might be that thing right i don't think it would be very fair for her to make some sort of an announcement that's basically like yeah we're doing this we're going to start moving more titles to other platforms it's very clear this is a quote business update and it's about their quote vision for the future of xbox which basically confirms there's some big changes coming okay you got this many rumors insiders and claims all landing at the same time and i'm going to give you my theory about why that's happening which should make sense of why i got such harsh and strong pushback in my video three weeks ago it doesn't justify the nastiness and the toxicity that took place on twitter i don't expect apologies from anybody you know I'm not going to name names, but I want to. But before I do that, we need to look at the reactions to this, okay? They're pretty severe. And honestly, some of them are amusing, but some of this is just downright sad. The first reaction that's shown up in a variety of ways, but the spirit of it is basically the same. I'm seeing a lot of people saying, I'm done with Xbox, okay? The level of severity on these types of responses ranges from the comical to the pitiful some tweets and diatribes read like satire almost as if the onion created a bunch of brand loyal personas but some of the responses are just sad some people feel absolutely betrayed and even lied to and i have to say i get it i completely understand why you're frustrated and why you're angry i went through this in 2022 and in 2023 largely feeling like the promise of of project scarlet marketing and the series x marketing it simply wasn't coming true it's why i kept stressing throughout my coverage i'm on your side i was taking up for the consumer with the promises made to us when i was critical of xbox the last couple of years I wanted better from Xbox this generation, and big spending and leaning more into a publishing role is understandably disappointing for the most heavily invested fans. But this is also a cautionary tale. Something I consistently pointed to last year and even this year, I never made it personal. I never attacked anybody. I never felt like I needed to attack anyone. The instinct from so many was to attack me and others personally, simply because we were critical of Xbox or the Activision deal. I've been called every name in the book for being critical of a company. And now a lot of you are reaping what you sowed. You fully integrated too much of your identity into a brand 
That's not a healthy way to live. Your value, your satisfaction, your happiness, your mental well-being should not be heavily tied to a brand. It's why you feel personally attacked when someone like myself can turn a camera on and if I'm critical of your favorite company, you feel like you need to retaliate an insult or attack because you feel attacked. Nobody sees the craziness in that. I make videos and streams about video games in the gaming industry, and the response? Not disagreement or friendly debate. Personal attacks, slander, defamation, crazy levels of targeting and harassment. Even my family, even my business. Why? Because I'm critical of a company. The existential crisis that many are feeling and facing right now, it's self-made. You did this to yourself. Now, another comment I'm seeing in this vein, I'm seeing people saying, I feel lied to. Yeah, me and you both. Go back and really watch the Project Scarlet Marketing. Watch the Xbox Series X trailer. It's it's like brand loyalty blinded so many people to just accept whatever happened. Like, as long as you were getting games on Game Pass, apparently you didn't care that nothing was happening that they said was going to happen. Exclusives going to PlayStation seems to be a bridge too far for many fans. Maybe this can serve as a wake-up for folks, and they'll finally see why a lot of us have been so critical of Xbox and what they did this generation. They misled the public. They marketed and sold you a vision of a platform that never happened and never will happen. You should feel lied to, because for all intents and purposes, you were. Now, another thing I'm seeing, which is a great source of entertainment, is legendary receipt pulling, okay? Now, this has obviously been a great source of vindication. Seeing dishonest folks get taken to task and having their receipts pulled and put on blast is, well, it's a form of justice, to be honest. A lot of people obfuscated, misled, or just flat out lied to the public, and seeing their credibility further damaged, that's good for the market. Bad actors exit stage left. We don't really want to hear from you anymore. I also had a lot of people saying this to me. Remember when everybody attacked you about this? Yes. Yes, I do. It was not fun. And no, I will not be responding in kind. And I hope that sends a clear message. I simply don't attack back. I don't retaliate. I I don't find that to be helpful. Yes, Those who attack me get blocked on Twitter or banned in my chat, but I see no reason to get in a mudslinging contest on Twitter or with my own response videos. The litany of videos and hate threads about me can serve a purpose. It shows the character of those creating them, and like much of the hate thrown at me historically, it's not aging very well. The last response I'm seeing is people sort of saying, hey, The CFO, the CEO, and Phil, they tried to tell you this was coming, right? You you should have seen this coming. Just yesterday, one of our community members found a clip of me from August of 2022 where we were covering Phil saying there would be less and less exclusives. And I theorized that Phil was hinting at timed exclusivity on Starfield. And even recently, when we tried to cover the CFO's remarks or, or the CEO's remarks, there was so much bad faith framing, so much denial, right? Oh, they're only talking about Activision Blizzard, which made zero grammatical sense. It also wasn't even logical. Why would the CEO say that the future in the 
health of Xbox is finally doing what they set out to do and making great games and putting them off platforms and unless he meant it did he really say that grand sweeping statement in a shareholders meeting or a shareholders call and and he was only talking about Activision Blizzard People assumed that shareholders or investors at a Wells Fargo summit would ask for broad vision about the future, and, well, they would just happen to know that the CFO and the CEO really meant just Activision Blizzard. At some level, a lot of you deserved to be blindsided because you were willfully wearing blindfolds. So, let me give you my thoughts on this. First, I just need to say something that needs to be said. I never claimed I had sources at any of the companies, so the pushback and the disgusting hate campaign against me was all based on a lie. I doubt anybody from any reputable organization that threw in on that is going to publish retractions, apologies, or even address it, because that's simply not in their nature. As it turns out, those who had sources at the companies were actually the last to find out about this, which likely led to a lot of the passion and even the anger that was directed at me. That's my theory about what happened here. I've spoken to somebody who has contacts at these companies, and he basically confirmed my theory to be true. Those who have contacts or sources at these companies, well, those sources tend to be fairly low on the totem pole. Nobody's out here texting with Todd Howard or Phil Spencer to get the scoop on what's coming. And my theory is this didn't even come from Xbox. This didn't come from Phil Spencer. This came directly from Microsoft. To the point that I think both Xbox and even Blizzard Activision were completely taken by surprise. Paris from Kinda Funny, he indicated recently, as recently as the Game Awards, that PR from Blizzard wanted him to interview Mikey Barra about the future. That's December. That's not even that long ago. Xbox seems to be scrambling to put on this business meeting, and they're putting it together because of this leak, and this is suddenly just formally announced, almost informally announced by Phil Spencer on Twitter. I would imagine they don't want DICE to be a circus of questions about this, because that's likely what would happen. That would That's all anybody would focus on. Like Every interview, every sit-down would be, hey, what's going on with all these rumors about exclusivity and going to... PlayStation. So, it seems very clear that once the CFO and the CEO got a look at things, they said, (laughs) we're going to do things our way now. Starfield may have been the last Hail Mary for Phil Spencer's approach, and when it didn't make a dent in hardware, the shift was unavoidable. We've seen all the reports about removal of hardware and discs and things from stores, almost as if, hey, we tried it, it didn't work, there's no growth trajectory in that method, and this is why I think the CFO said what he said in November of 2023, just a couple of months ago. Even the very week before, Phil Spencer told Famitsu he considered Nintendo and PlayStation as part of the Xbox community, and the interviewer picked up on the change. So I feel this change was put in motion late 2023 and early 2024, which is why Blizzard and Mikey Barra didn't see it coming. It's why people with sources didn't see it coming. Because the financials just didn't make sense. Microsoft spending that kind of capital to back a losing horse strategy. Why would they keep doing that? They're not just going to continue to lose the console race trying to leverage exclusives that weren't helping. They got a bunch of people to sign up for Game Pass. It was the single greatest sign up of Game Pass in a single day. But hardware distribution was not impacted. Now this leaves two giant 
questions. What's the future for Phil Spencer, and what's the future of the Xbox hardware? I think losing Phil would be a huge blow to the brand, but also to the company. He's connected. He's shaking a lot of hands. He kept Xbox in the fight. The man deserves to stand tall for a bit if this move leads to increased revenue and profits. It's clear that Sarah Bond is the future face of Xbox, but Phil could be hugely instrumental if he stays on as well. But then there's the question of hardware. What's the point of having an expensive console? And they're almost always a loss lead for the company. If you move away from exclusives, why bother? It makes sense that the next console may end up being a console cloud hybrid. Something lower in cost, there's less loss or no loss on it, and it just serves as an access point to Game Pass. Which, we're hearing that even Game Pass could be changing. We'll do a future show on that, I'm sure. But for now... It looks like the future in the evolution of Xbox is hit hyper speed. And we'll have to wait for Phil Spencer or Sarah Bond to cast the vision for the future. But that's just what I think. What do you think? All right. Let me give you my closing thoughts and conclusions. Because I got a lot of crap with a lot of you people. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I really want to do that. I'm going to a little bit. I'm just a teeny bit, okay? The first thing I want to say is this. Even today, I'm seeing clips of tweets or people saying that they feel betrayed and that years of support and investing in the brand and the ecosystem just feels wasted, okay? Maybe we can find some common ground between us now. I said all last year, and I said it a little bit in 2022, that my Series X felt like a broken promise. Some seem to just now be waking up to the bigger picture. That's why I said, you know... In the clip that, you know, got me in hot water, I said, stop holding the line, start drawing some lines, have some standards, hold this company to what they promised you. Like, I'm not a hater, I'm not a pony, I'm an Xbox fan that felt jilted and, and frustrated, I felt like I wasn't getting what I bought into, and now you're feeling the very same thing. It's just that you were willing to tolerate a little bit more than I was. The second thing I want to say is, Suddenly deciding now to tell the truth, right? That's not anything more than admitting that a lot of you have buckets of egg on your face. All the obfuscation, the dishonesty, the false framing, misleading the public with your tweets, your videos, and your podcasts. Some of you didn't just do this as like part of a brand or like a shtick on Twitter or a persona. You went beyond that. You attacked. You labeled folks, called me a grifter or a pony, using your platform to convince people to not watch me or trust me. Well, how does it feel to wake up in a self-made bed of a destroyed identity with your false narratives crumbling around you? Maybe some of the public will realize you've been dishonest the entire time. The smearing and the mudslinging, the lack of integrity, it's come home to roost. The anger, the embarrassment, and the sadness you now feel is nothing more than reaping what you sow. Relish in that. You did this to yourself. My conclusion is this. The good news is, folks can change. Communities can shift. They can adapt. They can learn from this. Here at Reforge Gaming, we've never gone on the attack. We don't allow our community to go on the attack. We welcome disagreement. Passionate debate and arguments don't really work in an echo chamber. I've had people observe. They're like, does this guy, do people just pay this guy to disagree with him and argue with him? Yes. 
That's what we do. It's healthy. And we hope that maybe maybe some of you find a home here as, I don't know, maybe some of the shows and podcasts you've been hanging out with haven't really been shooting straight with you. So, now that we have more universal agreement and acknowledgement of the evolution of Xbox from people who unwilling, just completely unwillingly are doing this, it's like, well, we have to admit that this is happening now, right? Well, maybe now we can get back to focusing on what matters. Gaming. But those are just my thoughts. Now I want to hear your thoughts. And that's the show open. Make sure you guys go through the daily ritual. Smash that like button. Hit subscribe. You, I'm not kidding around. You're welcome here. If I, I mean, I can't imagine watching some of the content and some of the you know info streams that you've been consuming over the years and not feeling completely betrayed and misled and frustrated. Well. Join the club, all right? Come and hang out here at Reforge Gaming. We got super generous people already blowing up my chat with gifted members. We do an awful lot to make sure people can sample the gifted content or the members' content, I'm sorry, before spending a dime. Every single time we gift a member, it gives you access to our Discord. And a $10 super chat from Tony Esquire. If Xbox fans actually cared about its impending demise, they could have supported the platform just as the PlayStation and Nintendo fans did theirs. AAA titles on Game Pass wasn't sustainable. Yeah, that's like a whole other show. I, I didn't even get into that. That like so many people are all of a sudden I'm seeing clips of people being like, oh, day and date's gotta go. Oh, oh, oh. Well, now? Now you want to get rid of day and date? Now? It's just too late, bro. Like, y'all backed bad business, unsustainable models because you I I don't know why. I I think some of it just came down to fandom. Some of it came down to ignorance. I got to thank these people that are gifted members. You guys are going buck wild. A 10-bomb from Behemoth trying to start a 10-bomb member train. Han shot first, and so did you. Thank you, Behemoth. MASH jumps on and says, hey, I'll do a 10-bomb. And then a 5-bomb from Victor Mayhem. And a 5-bomb from Wired Rope. That is 30 members plus one from the Superfly. We're already past the first goal of 20, uh, I'm sorry, of 25 members. If you guys can get 3,000 members before Friday, Friday night is hilly hijinks, and everybody can come, gifted, VIPs, normal members, everybody can come, and if we hit 3,000 members before Friday, hilly is who I'm playing with. If you guys have never been here for a hilly hijinks stream, they're really, really fun. He has to play Helldivers, and he can't use a gun. It'll be hilarious. Let's hit that goal. Ravenstorm with a 10-bomb. We got a 10-bomb train going on right now. Join in. Let's get the discussion going as best I can. Thank you so much, Ginger Prime, for 29 months, and I appreciate the support on Twitter. Ginger was like, give this man his flowers. He said this. He said this three weeks ago, and you all came for his head, and it was true. It was true. How good are your sources if they find out last? You know, where's where are your sources now? DK Beggar with a gifted member. Thank you. And a 20 bomb from Kratos coming in and taking us from 42 all the way to 62. The man himself. I haven't even left the fan funding page. I can't see chat. And another one comes in from Joker Quinn. You guys are absolutely insane. 
I will take flowers in the form of gifted members. Thank you very much. If you've made a hate video about me, a salt video, if you've thrown me on your podcast, where are my flowers? Say my name. Say it. I told y'all this was going to happen, and I got roasted. I got made fun of for it. My video about, like, it might be a timed exclusive. I don't know. Just buy an Xbox, Pony. I have an Xbox. And just like you, we're now questioning why we have one. We're all in the same group now. We're all on the same team now. We're like, why do we have this thing? And a 10 spot comes in from Tony Esquire. He says, here's some real honesty. Microsoft deserves an apology from its fan base for being entitled brats. Come on now. Halo Infinite and Starfield on Game Pass. Microsoft bought Bethesda and fans can't buy Starfield. And a 10 bomb from Detective Seeds. This guy with the little ribbing on Twitter yesterday. I appreciated that. I don't expect that person to do what's right, but I appreciated you doing that detective sees ruthless blacks can jumping back in as a member you've been here before it makes sure you're at the six dollar member tier the five dollar tier is titled gifted because it's reserved for people when they gift memberships k.cole cole with 15 months of memberships and it's a vip so we are smoking on that i told you pack i, I don't i don't i listen i, I don't want to i don't i don't want to do that too much okay it's really hard not to it's so difficult. It's like, y'all attacked me so much. Like, the level of attack got insane. And all I said was, all I ever said was, I'm taking up for the consumer. We were promised this stuff. Series X didn't get it. I feel like Starfield's going to come uh, to PlayStation eventually. It's just a gut feeling. And I got attacked for that. It's like, what the heck? It doesn't even make any sense. I've never attacked a single one of these people. Not once. Detective Seeds of 20 months says, have a great time today. Thank you. Mike on the mic with a VIP. 23 months says, one more month for that red badge. Appreciate it. Welcome back, Mike on the mic. Good day to be a Sony pony. It's not even a good day to be a Sony Sony pony. Listen, the problem with this is, is that this is precisely what I didn't want Xbox to do. I, I would have much rather them had taken all the money they spent on acquisition and invested it in their studios instead of having 343 on their, you know, half the studios on a contract. You know, I would be so much happier right now with a, with a Halo that's killing it, you know, and a, a super successful, you know, Starfield with, with soaring review scores. Like, that's, that's what I wanted for Xbox. I wanted... Project Scarlet and the Series X. I wanted that vision to become a reality. This isn't what I wanted. I didn't want this. I was like, you know what? I really hope. I really hope they they don't they don't really make good on the Series X promise. Like when I bought the Series X, that's what I was hoping for. I was like, I really hope I don't ever really use this. Yeah, yeah. I hope they bring all their games to the PlayStation Five. I didn't have a PlayStation Five at the time. Well, I bought the Series X first. I was like, come on, man. I remember in 2019 being like, I can't believe they're talking about frames per second because I was always banging on the frames per second drum and people always told me, Lono, they're never going to talk about frames per second. It's always resolution. Resolution's the marketing drum beat. 
And then when they walked out in 2019 with the Project Scarlet and they said up to 120 FPS, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to do it. They're going to focus on the things that I value. Uh, hang on a second. A hot shot with nine months of a membership. Say to play today, we'll have Phil Spencer show up and say they're going third party. I don't think that's going to happen. Creature with a $5 super chat hit. Is it Sunday yet? Is it over yet? I thought it was going to be over. Yeah, whatever happened to that? You know, that outlet that called me out and said all those terrible things. He said he was going to go live with his source on a Sunday. Where's your source? Did he sleep in? Right? Is he sleeping? I think he's sleeping. Don't forget to order some Reforge Roast. Work and lurk meeting. All right, Ginger. Kratos with seven months says, do you think this is Xbox doing or the higher ups at Microsoft seeing the potential and how much money they could get from going multi-platform? I could honestly see it either being the case. This was 100% a Microsoft decision. In all my research and talking to people that are in the know, I had a conversation with somebody who has contacts. This blindsided everybody. Nobody saw this coming. Why would why why in December would Blizzard be going up to Paris and saying, "Oh, we can't wait to have you interview Mikey Barra. We're super stoked." And then a month later, Mikey Barra's out. That doesn't make any sense. Microsoft walked in the room and was like, "No. This is not what we're doing." All right? We've crunched the numbers. It's why the CFO sat down with Wells Fargo and was like, we're going to move our property into high margin markets. It's why the CEO sat down just recently and was like, we're going to we're going to put games everywhere. That's what we've always wanted to do. That's Microsoft talking. I, I told people so many times last year, stop looking at Xbox. Look at Microsoft. I tried to tell folks. I was like, you don't know who you're cheering for. You are cheering for the devil because you're looking at the green and you're thinking, well, Phil's really nice. And Phil's been in our corner. And Phil kept Xbox in the fight. That's true. Microsoft doesn't give a frick about any of that. When they spend this level of capital, they want ROI. I had a guy go 10 tweets deep on me saying, you don't know anything about business. They're not going to do this. I'll come on your podcast and educate you about ROI. Yeah, you're going to come on now and educate me? Microsoft clearly crunched the numbers and said, what are, what are we doing here? You're losing so handedly at hardware. Exclusives only serve one purpose. What is it? Within the Xbox ecosystem, what purpose would an exclusive serve? What? Because they put everything day and date on PC. So it's really a console exclusive. What what purpose does a console exclusive serve? What? Getting you to buy the console. If that's not working anymore you would change strategies you you would change strategies don't pause on me i said i said 10 tweets deep i didn't say feet deep i said 10 tweets deep brooklyn yeah yeah exactly donnie exactly yeah satya sits down and is like if it were up to me i would do away with exclusives it is up to him <laughs> It is up to him. You know? He got on the phone with Phil and he's like, Phil, I think you're doing a great job. But 
I I think it's time. I think it's time that we shift away from this. It's not working. If we're going to have strength in the gaming market, if we're going to make money, this is the way. The way is, and also remember, Satya was really, really big on the idea of just creating a cloud access point. He didn't seem to be pushing for like hardware innovation. Why? Those two things go hand in hand. We, we don't need exclusives and we don't need to be pushing expensive hardware. Just give them a cloud access point. The same dude had to pull over in his car and post a Twitter uh, heart to heart. Oh, yeah, another, yeah, yeah. It's really, really hard. I'm doing my absolute best not to relish in the fact that people who have consistently used their platforms to attack me and call me a grifter and label me all these horrible things, reprehensible things, watching them all fall apart, it's like you're reap- you, you are quite literally reaping what you sowed. You made this personal. It should never have been personal. It's just business. It was never personal for me. As a consumer, I was like, I'm disappointed. I didn't buy a Series X so it could sit in my freaking living room. I I bought it because I thought I was going to get 120 FPS games, 4K games. I thought I was going to get amazing games. And I've gotten a slow trickle of, I would consider it to be mediocre first-party presence. And a commitment, and a commitment to cadence over quality. What's a grifter? People don't even understand the term grifter. Grifter got thrown around a lot because of YouTubers that would latch on to drama and talk about the drama. They were grifting, right? You know, grifting from topic to topic because it's height relevant or whatever. So they don't even use it properly. Like, as the term, you know, the etymological study of the term grifter, it doesn't even make sense to be like, well, this guy does negative content about Xbox. He's a grifter. It's like... I think they quite literally think that's all I do because they literally live in an algorithm. They're on Twitter and YouTube and all they do is consume negative Xbox content so that they can yell at the person because that's like, I guess that's how they get enjoyment. And so they only ever see my clips or my videos where I'm being negative against Xbox. You also have to you also have to see what's happening. It's it's basically clip warfare. I do a two hour stream and I'll have all this nuance and I'll have all these nice things to say about Game Pass or Xbox or a certain game. You know, I'll talk about Starfield's potential, but then somebody will only slice out this small teeny part and they'll put that on Twitter. Well, somebody will see that and they'll be like, yep. There goes that grifter Reforge Gaming hating on Xbox again. They don't see all of the nuance that goes into a 20-minute monologue or a two-hour-long conversation. They literally only ever see when I'm negative. Now, if that's all you ever see of me, of course you're going to be convinced, yeah, that guy just sits around and bashes Xbox. They're, they're the victim of a narrow funnel is all it is. That sounds like some stuff a grifter would say. <laughs> oh. Hang on, hang on. I gotta thank I gotta thank Mash here. Mash with seven months of memberships and a VIP. As a Lions and an Xbox fan, I've seen better days. And you were so right, it hurts. Listen, I I, I tried to posture the show open in two different ways. Right? Number one. 
I don't really have open arms for the content creators and people who use their platforms to attack me and to drudge up lies from 2020 and defame me. My arms are not open to you unless you make it right, right? Use your platform to make it right. Correct the public record, okay? So those people, they they deserve scathing criticism for what they've done and how they've carried themselves. Shiny red flag, thank you for the two gifteds. That's 75. Now, on the other hand, I owe you guys 15 members now. On the other hand, the public, the public that has felt either misled or misled by Xbox or misled by those podcasts, I have open arms to those people. I'm like, listen to me, y'all. I've been on your side for a really long time. And a lot of you spit in my face because you're convinced I'm some Xbox-hating pony. And it's like, no. (laughs) I started with Xbox. I bought the Series X first. I had more games on the Xbox. Like, that's where my home is. Thank you for being an agent of chaos. Hilly pushes us past 75. So... To the public and the people that feel misled, it's like, listen, you could you could find a home here. Thank you, Brad Miller, for upgrading to a standard membership. Appreciate that. You could find a home here. We got a great community. They're super generous. They've already gifted 76 members this morning. Right? You can get into our Discord. You can, you can join you can join clans that we start. You can be a part of our writers room every day if you upgrade and grab a standard membership. You can help us plan our shows. Like. Our commitment to, you know, accuracy in our reporting and honesty on our thumbnails, I'm telling you, you've been sold a bill of goods by these people. They've been selling you a bill of goods about Xbox, and they've been selling you a bill of goods about me. It's time to wake up and realize you've been consuming liars and smear merchants. You've been watching people that haven't been honest with you. As the public, you deserve better than you've received you've received mouthpieces you've received a bunch of corporate hand waving and astroturfing you deserve better than that now we have a Zubair how many other communities have a Zubair you know what's this person saying you guys are talking to this person two years ago oh PlayStation doesn't want Starfield I got news for you. Thank you, Joker Quinn, for another gifted membership. Appreciate it. And thank you, Reckless Gambit, for jumping back in as a member. I got news for you. I've said it many, many times. I have a video last year where I said Starfield can learn from Cyberpunk. Starfield can learn from Cyberpunk. And I argue in that video. I said, listen, this game has potential. They could literally take this thing through uh, and, and get it to a 2.0 moment, like a comeback moment. And guess what they came out and said? We're going to update the game every six weeks, and then they got Shattered Space coming. That can be their 2.0 moment. It can be a completely different game by the time it lands on PS5. Imagine a game that, that touches or comes close to holding 60, and loading screens are gone. Imagine that's what we end up getting. And they've unified and, and fixed a lot of UI and a lot of the inventory issues. Come on. Don't act like, oh, PlayStation doesn't want Starfield. There's a huge Bethesda fan base on PlayStation. Eugene says that Starfield would sell 10 million copies on PlayStation within a year. 
There's a huge Bethesda fan base on PlayStation. Eugene also said, We would have been better off if Microsoft was willing to invest in and nurture a proper closed ecosystem, but they're not willing to and or are incapable of it. As such, this is the next best thing. Yeah, I didn't... I, like, to the people that think I'm throwing confetti in the air as a pony, no. No. Number one, I don't consider myself a pony. Number two... I don't throw confetti in the air when if this is happening it's basically admittance that I just don't need my Series X anymore I need my Series X for maybe another year and then after that it's like what's the point if games start hitting day and date now if they follow the PlayStation strategy well then maybe my Series X could get some use because they might start saying hey we're gonna have games land on our ecosystem first Play it day and date on Game Pass, you know, play it on Xbox, and then, you know, like a year later, it comes to PlayStation. Well, then at least my Series X still has some value. It's like, oh, well, I can still play the games as soon as they come out. It that's I'm still retaining some value there. Sneaky Wolf with a $5 Super Chat tip. Do you think Phil will be straight up real Philly about this? Um, I'm assuming it will be a bunch of corporate speak about... about... The future of Xbox is one where Xbox games are enjoyed everywhere. Something like that. It's going to be hyper-generic. It's going to be hyper-generic. It's going to basically be like, listen, we see the vision of Xbox now with, with how much property we own, with Activision Blizzard and Bethesda, and all the talent we have. We see that being best served as being in as many places as possible. It's going to be some version of that. Now, I know, you know, we're hearing everything will be better next week. Don't believe everything you read, right? We're hearing that like, oh, this might not be as bad as people are making it out to be. There's too many people close to the saying, this is coming. This is happening. Lord Horde with a $5 Super Chat tip. I ain't celebrating either. I spent $500 on a paperweight Series X. Thank you, Lord Horde. Phil's speech will be conceding, wrapped in ambiguity. Yeah, I don't think he's going to walk out and, like, calm everybody's fears. And, you know, I don't think he's going to walk out and everybody's going to be like, yep, we're totally fine. Nothing's going to PlayStation. No, he's going to come out and make it pretty clear that that is happening. I just don't think he's going to I just don't think he's going to give the, uh, any any like details or specificity. Now, does that mean that there are instances where there are games that won't come to PlayStation? My question would be what's the point? At that point, what's the point? If you're going to move Starfield, if Halo is being considered, if Gears of War is being considered, now, th- this could all be a lot of smoke, no fire, just internal discussions about like, yeah, we're considering doing this. The reason I don't think that's happening is because when the lowest people on the totem pole, when the news finally gets to them and it's like, oh no, this is happening, that's not some like conference call where they're like, okay, what would the ramifications of this be? That would trickle down and it would be like, we're not doing it. They're just thinking about it. No, no decision's been made. The fact that people are talking with a certain, amount of, a certain amount of finality about this 
There's too many people that are like, oh no, this is happening. Yeah, my sources are indicating this is happening. There's too much finality in the language. We are currently at 2744 members. 2744. If you guys can get us to 3,000 members, Hilly has to play this Friday night in Helldivers with me for all the members. Every member tier can come this Friday night. Hilly has to play without without a gun. It'll be hilarious. And Ghost in the Garage Gaming with 10 months in a VIP. People don't realize that after Satya, the biggest shareholders are Vanguard, BlackRock, Fidelity Wealth, ETC, all multi-billion dollar hedge funds. That's who Satya answers to. And a two-spot from Michael uh, Meradian. Lono, aren't you worried about all the IP they own? Why would I be worried about the IP that they own? Worried about the, the IP getting damaged, shut down, canceled, whatever? Is that is? Hilly says F no. Come on, y'all. You guys made him uninstall Halo. Let's 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 get let's get this. I already owe you guys fifteen members. We're already well on our way to 2,800. 200 members is nothing for y'all. You guys go crazy. Uh, Fozimoto with 27 months says, just got here, but Game Pass stays available only on Xbox, and you can get games day and date. Doesn't that give uh, Xbox some value? Okay, well, Fozzy, we're also hearing rumblings that Game Pass will change. We're also hearing, we're hearing rumblings that Game Pass will change. And so... I'm going to cover that probably in a separate stream once we have more information. Embracer Group is clueless. Microsoft is in the software game for 40 plus years. Right. I I think the, the difficulty though with that is is that Microsoft's expertise is utilitarian software. They're not good at creative. That's my biggest concern with my biggest concern with Microsoft owning this much property is that Microsoft loves to get rid of full-time employees and put everybody on contracts. Yo, it's good, Von Raz. It's actually not been that spicy. I mean, I've been a little spicy because, you know, I think I deserve a little teeny, you know, grant me the, the teeniest of victory laps after everything I've been through for just reporting things that I heard or theorizing for fun. Um, about Starfield. Imagine getting spit on by Xbox and still defending them could never be me. I mean, I don't feel spit on by them. I I don't feel like I'm defending them. I don't know if, it, if maybe you maybe you're talking about somebody else. Gears Collection one through three, Gears Collection two, four, and five. That'll sell a lot of. There's no reason to have a loss lead if you're selling to everyone. Right, like, what's the point? What's the point in... in I, that, that's the question about hardware. Right? The question about hardware is, you know, and we kept saying this about Game Pass. We said, it's not sustainable. No, it's sustainable. It's sustainable. Phil said it's profitable. It's like, how is it sustainable? All other submodels are showing cracks in the surface. They're all in trouble. They're all plateauing. Why would this be any different? At your size, you need to keep the victory lap short. <laughs> That's true. Geek to sneak with 18 months. I hate console wars. It's supposed to be about the games. I love Gears of War as much as I love God of War. Why close yourself off to one platform? Uh, Cod Lover with 13 months says, Nice stream. I think, oh no, it's Alex should give you an apology. I don't really care to receive apologies from people unless they actually mean it. 
Indiana Jones, the Master Chief Collection gears are allegedly coming to PS5. Right. This today is primarily about Starfield because that's what I reported on three weeks ago. I said, look, this is just what I heard, right? And then I theorized. I spent a lot of that monologue theorizing. I was like, they're updating the game every six months. They've got this DLC on the way. It could all be tied to the same strategy of get that game back on track, get that DLC out the door, and then get that game on that platform. Like, yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take care of that creature. One second. It's in the timers. Disable. Okay, yeah, it's turned off. Yeah, I've seen the thing where Colt Eastwood got a DM that said, next week will be better. Don't believe everything you've read. I. Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> you know, you, I, okay. I don't know. One of the, okay, so one of the insiders, the person that posted this on the forum, they were one of the first people to, to crack this. I was not the first. There was somebody on a forum that said Starfield was coming, okay? And and they had the following to say, okay? They said, I want to jump on your post and add to it. They were responding to somebody, all right? This, this is the post here. Hang on, I have to change my input, all right? They said, the idea that any of this is in a reversible position is nothing but wishful thinking at best. You have to be the most blinded, diehard fan to believe that this can be reversed with enough fan outcry. Games don't just magically come out on consoles because you want them to, especially if they are big games. Yes, Hi-Fi Rush is a big game in this context. Each publisher signs a series of agreements to put a title out on a console in order to release it. These agreements are binding. Yes, you can do something like, say, cancel your game, but if you're planning on releasing it on a platform, there are a myriad of terms you must agree to. Sony and Nintendo have known for a long time now that this was happening. The other third parties did not. This is becoming a big deal for third parties behind the scene by the way microsoft did not adopt this position lightly or with the notion of reversing course this is a maneuver born from fiscal responsibility not due to choice so you know you can get a dm saying hey everything is gonna be fine don't believe everything you read this is being driven by as we said so many times Last year, I got so tired of saying fiduciary duty, right? Fiscal responsibility is another way of saying that. Albert Fourline with a $5 Super Chat tip says, I just had to catch you live to tell you you were right again. Got to give you credit. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Um, Hang on. Did I miss? James with 19 months said... Uh, and a VIP. Thank you, James176, for 19 months in a VIP. He says, Phil had a great vision for cloud. Would it be fair to say Satya Nadella had a bigger vision of putting it everywhere? I don't think that's unfair to say, James. Rabbit with 12 months on a gifted says, We are definitely in biblical end times if Halo is potentially coming to PlayStation. <laughs> uh, Von Raz says, So what is the consensus of this overall Xbox trend? From your opinion, do you think that Xbox is slowly stepping back from the console space? If so, will PlayStation become the Apple of the gaming space? Right, so <clears throat> there's been some concern about that. You know, uh, Paris tweeted that, you know, his concern would be you're going to start to see $100 games. 
I don't know. I don't know if that's a legitimate concern in the immediate future. I think in the long term future, games were going to do that anyway, right? I don't like. Th- I think there's a passive presumption in that concern that like what Game Pass was going to endure for years and protect you from that. I don't think it would. I don't think Game Pass is going to endure for years. I think it will go through radical transformation. Uh, we predicted that all last year. We said Game Pass has got to change. They're going to announce changes. There's no way it can stay this way, especially now that it's plateaued, right? So, so, I, I don't, I, I think games were going to do that anyway. I think games were going to do that anyway. I think games were going to head to more expensive cost. I also think we're going to see more games launch at 40 or $50. Does that make sense? I think the concern over game prices, I get, I get it. But the big, huge budgets and the big AAAs, you know, like a Last of Us Part 3 or a brand new God of War uh, on PlayStation 6, those are going to be really expensive games. They might try the Spider-Man strategy like they're going to try with Spider-Man 3, which is apparently breaking the game into two parts and selling each part for 50, you know, disguising the fact that you're buying a game for $100, okay? You know, that that's, that's obviously a strategy that companies could employ, but I also think you will start to see... He's using whataboutism? No, that's not whataboutism. Um... It's, it would be called Slippery Slope. Uh, anyways, I think you'll start to see more of the smaller scale games hitting 50 bucks, hitting the 40 to $50 mark. I think we'll start to see a greater diversity in game prices. I do. So I get the concern. I think the concern at some levels valid. I think at some levels it's not valid. I don't think PlayStation like rubs their hands together and is like, sweet, the next Xbox console is a cloud hybrid. They're out. Next PlayStation 6 is $1,000 and every game is 100 I don't think they would do that. Anybody who understands basic economics knows the price of the item is not set by the company. It's set by the consumer. We determine the price of things by what we're willing to spend and buy it's it's a relationship that's back and forth it's not like there's this single causal relationship where the company comes out and is like yep that's the price and we're like oh like if they tomorrow said xbox is out of the fight games are now a hundred dollars there, there there, are realities to what that would do economically that would keep them from doing that. Their own market research, their own sales projections would say, if you do that, we make less money, therefore don't do that. You see, like, it's not that simple. Everybody has this, not everybody, a lot of people fall into this trap of having this, like, Dr. Claw view of companies where, well, the minute... They don't have any competition. They're 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 gonna make you send a blood sample to buy a video game. Like it's like no, they're not. No, they're not. Like I'm not saying they won't raise the prices. I'm saying they can't do it as immediately as people are insinuating because there is a relationship with the consumer that you can't just disrupt because you'll make less money. 
Yo, Rabbit, thank you for upgrading to a VIP. I appreciate that. Dusk6, welcome back as a member. I always align with the majority consensus with seven months says, I think it's time you show us the crystal ball. Your predictions are getting a bit too good. The jig is up. Where are you hiding the fortune-telling magic? Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna be real with y'all, okay? I come from a long line of witches. No, I'm just kidding. I'm... I was able to do this for five years in Destiny, and it, that's where the nickname Lonostradamus came from, because it got to the point where people are like, you clearly have a source at the company, and I was like, I don't. They don't even like me. <laughs> I, I just think that if you've been playing video games since childhood, as well as covering video games, analyzing the business aspects of the gaming industry... I actually think some of this isn't that difficult. Like, you want to give me credit. I'm not the only person who made these predictions. There were a lot of people that started looking at the tea leaves of what Microsoft and Xbox were saying, and a lot of people made these predictions. I'm not, like, the only one. I think that the reason it seemed so crazy is because it is pretty significant in its in its change. It is. Like, if you think about it, like, I didn't think this was going to happen when I bought my Series X. I didn't think that. Well, yeah, I'm going to buy this Series X, but they're not really going to do anything with the power, and they're primarily going to turn themselves into a publisher. Like, I, I didn't have the inside track on that. Now, in 2017, I remember walking away from E3 in 2017. That was seven years ago, and I said... I really feel like Microsoft, I really feel like Xbox is trying to blur the line between console and PC. They started making it clear that they were interested in a broader footprint of where games could land. And that was seven years ago. So I was like, I was attuned to it. I knew something was coming. I think I made good observations about that. But I definitely don't think I envisioned this. I think some people were ahead of the curve on this with me. There were people that well before I did said, dude, they're going towards publisher. There are guys that said this well before I did. Now, the minute they put, the minute they put their sights on Activision Blizzard, if you go back and you watch my coverage of Activision Blizzard in 2022, something happens. A change happens. I start the year being pretty neutral. I'm like, this could be bad. This could be good. And then by the time August of 2022 rolls around, I'm very much like against it. I've looked into it. I've looked at how Xbox has handled Series X and, you know, the first the first 2 years roughly of the console, and I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. I had conversations with y'all. I looked in I looked into scale, you know, this this scale of consolidative effort in other markets before. I experienced this when I worked at AT&T. I was at the, you know, I was in the cell phone industry for 5 years, and then my dad went through it at his company. He's now retired, thankfully. It wasn't his company. He didn't own it, but the company that he worked at. And so you you watch through 2022, I completely changed my perspective on it as time goes on. I'm like, yeah, this is a bad idea. This is terrible. And then we get into 2023 and I am full on against it. I'm like, no. 2023 is when I had the 
it's both it's both fortunate and unfortunate, you know, happenstance of people grabbing clips of me and throwing them on Twitter and you know, I had this explosion from 300 to 400 followers, you know, up into, you know, a couple thousand. And you know, and now we're approaching like 5,000 followers, which is great on Twitter. Like I think Twitter is 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 absolute chaos. It's it's digital thunderdome, but it serves a pur- it serves a purpose. Yeah, like yeah, guys like King Thrash were saying this well before uh, I was. Um but I do think one of the reasons that this is blindsiding people is I do think a lot of them just put blindfolds on. They were like, this is no, this isn't happening. You know, they completely ignored the fact that Xbox abandoned the power narrative and constrained Series X distribution. That's sign number one that something's changing. Not to mention the Series S in and of itself was a complete surprise. It was like, what is this? Thank you for the five spot wired rope. The ABK merger showed the ballooning cost of AAA games development. Devs will move to time exclusives for a higher chance of profitability. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've argued that you'll probably see more timed exclusives from third party on PlayStation going forward. Yeah. How's it going? Personally, wouldn't mind having Starfield on PlayStation 5 because I'm not into it, but it's cool for anyone who does. I'm not as interested in the game coming to PS5 as much as I'm interested in the game getting better, like going through a, a, an improvement process. Yo, Dusk Six, Dusk Six gifts a member and gets us to 78. If you guys can get about 200 more members today, we will hit 3K members, and then Hilly on Friday night has to play Helldivers 2 with me. He has to do it without a gun. He has to do it without a gun. It'll be hilarious. Albert Fourline with a $5 super chat says, here's some more credit. Great video like usual. Good day. I appreciate it. I knew something was up after they stopped reporting numbers on Game Pass. Well, that's actually common practice. Um, That's actually uh, common practice for the any subservice. Like once they stop seeing growth, they, they, they'll, they'll stop reporting. They'll stop reporting. Freddie Jackson with 33 months in a VIP. Three months left till the big three. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Now, I need to do something really quickly. I intentionally wore this shirt because of, of talking about Starfield. All right? But you guys need to head over to Into the AM. They're having an anniversary site-wide sale. 25% up to 80% off. This is only going until tomorrow. Tomorrow is February the 7th, okay? Use code LONO or go to intotheam.com slash LONO and you can stack my discount on top of whatever discounts they're doing. They have these amazing shirts and I wanted to wear this one because of Starfield, but I've got to show you guys the quality of the prints there are absolutely insane. Look at the quality of that, right? It's on the back of this shirt. This one here is got it's got to be one of the best printed shirts I think I've ever owned. I'm a I'm a t-shirt connoisseur. I love shirts and these guys make fantastic quality products. So use code LONO and go to intotheam.com/lono. <clears throat> Jess Corden says he's not worried anymore. Well, here's the thing. I need to say something. I don't think this is going to be immediate. I don't. Like, 
I think there's going to be a process where people are going to be pretty upset where they're like, why are you giving those games to, to, to PlayStation? But I also think that there's going to be a period of time where like, you're still going to get exclusives. Like you're going to get Hellblade 2 first and Avowed and um, Indiana Jones. How do they fit run? Normal. Normal. I wear I wear medium and I they they fit me. I mean, I'm not I'm not a very tall or large person, and so medium fits me, you know, exactly right. I, smalls are too small, larges are, you know, they look like I'm swimming in the shirt. Wolf Saints with five months. How you doing today, Lono? Here are some flowers. Thank you so much, Wolf Saints. So I don't think this is as dire as some people were making it, but I do think it's a big shift. Because think about it from this perspective, okay? Think about it from this perspective. Look at the process of, well, it was just going to be Hi-Fi and Sea of Thieves. And now it's Starfield. And I think that's really, really uprooting to... That's really uprooting to a lot of people's identity and, like, sense of, oh, yeah, this is what... We're going to win this fight. We're going to win this... That that fight's over, right? Xbox is going to start putting the content where they feel they can maximize the profit. But that doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to have Xbox disappear into nothing. I just think there's just going to be a continued change. I, you know, If the next console is a hybrid cloud, if the next console is a hybrid cloud, there's a lot that, that's a very different motivation to buy than a high-end console. Now we're hearing rumors they're going to do a two-tiered system. They're going to do another high-end console, and then they're going to do some kind of a cloud hybrid handheld thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's... I, I could definitely see the handheld aspect, actually. I could I could be more convinced they'd be willing to do that than doing a high-end console. Devs could play on this as dark. Like, Halo, for instance, could have a new model called Console Wars when they drop on PlayStation and Xbox versus PlayStation players cross-play. It would be so cool. I mean, maybe. <clears throat> Do you ever envision a time when Nintendo and or Sony reaches across the aisle and does the same thing? I think the biggest challenge for anybody ever feeling pressure or motivation to put games on Xbox is that the Xbox hardware footprint is so small. Like, it's just too small. The only aisle I could see Nintendo considering would be reaching across would be PlayStation, not PC, because of how much they pirate the games over there. They pirate Nintendo games very regularly. Like, Nintendo does not like that. So I don't know if Nintendo would ever want to set foot on PC. I I really, really don't think you would ever see Nintendo jump over to any other platform. There's just no reason for them to. Their model works so incredibly well. I, I can't see them doing that. With Xbox's emphasis so heavy on cloud, I'm a little surprised they haven't released a handheld yet. Oh yeah, Sven, you said that, what, in November? This isn't a friendship group that needs to be healed. There's no reaching. Right, like, this isn't even Xbox reaching across the aisle. I remember when this news first hit, I remember seeing clips of people being like, well, you know, if I was Xbox, I wouldn't do this, right? I I wouldn't do this unless unless PlayStation gave us a game. And I was just thinking to myself, 
this isn't your buddies having a poker night. Like, these are gigantic, gigantic companies. They're, they're not bartering like that. Microsoft isn't even saying, hey, PlayStation, do you, you want to meet us in the middle here? They're like, hey, we, we want to make a ton of money over there. We would like to sell our property over there. It's it's a completely different exchange and, and conversation. They're not like coming to the table like, well, we'd be willing to give you Starfield in exchange for one Ghost of Tsushima. Like, that's just not the way this sort of thing operates. I think too many people have gotten so deep into the weeds on this that they can't see the, the forest for the trees anymore. Nintendo's a boutique brand in the same way that Louis Vuitton never needs to sell in Target or Walmart. Honestly, console wars are so goofy. The company's already admitted it was uh, all chill, you know? It's just fans causing a ruckus. Well, I'll be honest. I think that it's hard not to see the... I want to be care- I want to be careful here. It's really hard for me to not think that there was a pretty concerted effort the last couple of years to use publications, outlets, journalists and YouTubers and podcasts to push talking points to astroturf. We have it on good authority they were preparing Xbox centric channels and outlets if bad news was coming. Um that to me when I drew attention to that, and people and, and it was and people acted like that was totally normal, I was like, "Well, that's actually more disturbing than the fact that you just admitted that astroturfing takes place. You just postured as if this is totally normal for a company the size of Xbox to have contact with YouTubers and journalists and outlets to." soften the blow of bad news like that's not normal that n- no you're now functioning as an extension of the PR department you've not been handed a press briefing so that you can report on it that's different when an official press briefing is drawn up and sent to you so that you can write your blog or make your video that's not the same as prepping people for bad news. So it's hard not to think that a lot of the consumers right now justifiably feel they've been sold a bill of goods. They've tuned into people, trusted them, got they were given a vision of where everything was going. They were told everything was going to be fine. The tools will come and exclusives this and game pass that. And it's like, now it's clear that that narrative was false. And you have every right to be angry. You have every right to feel like, hey, I, 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 I feel like this entire time you've been telling me Everything will be fine. This is going to be great. We were told that the you know that the the Xbox Series S was going to run circles around the PS5. We were told all these things about hardware. We were told all these things about Game Pass and yeah, the tools. It's like, was any of that true? Like, was any of that real? I I like I think 
the public and the people that were viewing and consuming that content, I think they have every right to be angry. The guy uh, from uh, Larian says, this whole thing should be a GDC talk on the damages of prolonged utilization of incentivized engagement and how it can adversely affect a community that has near generationally been developed into it. There are more Baldur's Gate 3 players than there are when asked in 2023 players of games. Oh wait, that's a different tweet. I thought that was like a part of his thread or whatever. Um... <clears throat> yeah, creature, you sent that tweet and it says two weeks ago. It was three weeks ago. Oh well. Wait, edit post. Got it. I'm gonna edit the post to say it was three weeks ago. <clears throat> I just updated it. We actually reported this three weeks ago. Not two. Come on, y'all. Lono, I need more details on some of your Star Wars stuff on your right side. Just got the Galactic Empire Secret Lab chair and have a few collectibles. Well, on the ground are just all of the bust sets from the first Star Wars run. These aren't really available anymore, unfortunately. And then this is like the medium-sized Millennium Falcon, TIE Fighter, and the X-Wing. Boba Fett's behind the tall neck, unfortunately. The Yoda my kiddos got me. Um, And then that's the Dagobah diorama. There you go. Two, three, same. Sh- no. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. I couldn't preload Foam Stars, by the way. So, we're, our second stream today, we're going to check that game out. But I'm worried servers will be pretty bad. They did not turn it on at midnight like they have in the past with other PlayStation titles. That's what he's talking about. They failed. Do you ever think they announced Starfield that they were going publisher or maybe the beginning of the gen? Maybe during last gen? I'm not sure what you're asking, Haseo. Thankfully, I sold my Xbox Series X when it was still worth a lot of money. I'd initially bought it expecting there would be exclusives at the Game Pass would be launching huge AAA games, but it's mostly, um, yeah, I think you went to say indies. And the investigation details matter. Well, I think the real interesting thing too is to analyze the meltdowns and the and the rage and the anger and the existential crisis that people are having, and over what exactly? Over over games that were once exclusive no longer being exclusive. This guy says, attention, screenshot every pony twerking thinking they're getting Xbox games. I'm hearing next week shall be exciting if you're an Xbox gamer. Everything will be fine. Don't believe online rumors. Like I said before. Yeah, I, I, there's, I, I don't think it's as dire as everybody has said that it is because I still think you're, like I said, I still think you're going to get games first. You're going to get games like Hellblade you're going to get games like Indiana Jones. You're going to get those games first. But I still think it's clear too many people too many people said that this is coming for it to not happen. 
Like, anybody who has a contact at Xbox, anybody who has a contact at uh, Bethesda, they're all like, oh no, this is happening. That's the story. The story's not like, is this the end of Xbox? You'll notice, I didn't put that in my talk. I didn't put that in the, the, the description or the thumbnail. This isn't the end of Xbox. How did I end my monologue? I said, this leaves two pretty big questions. What's the future of Phil? And what's the future of hardware? Because this seems like a pretty big departure. Does that mean they get rid of Phil? I don't think they should, by the way. I think Phil's, I think Phil should stay. I think you make Sarah the front person of the company, and you still keep Phil on because Phil knows too many people. He's too connected. He's done good things for the brand. But as far as the future of hardware is concerned, if they maintain time exclusivity, then there's still a reason to keep hardware in the in the pool, in the mix. And that doesn't necessarily completely dissolve Xbox as a platform or a company. It doesn't suddenly become this cloud ethereal ecosystem that's like, well, it's it's all non-distinct. Like, why should I buy an Xbox? I think last gen was the catalyst for them going publisher. If Phil said he thinks last gen was the worst gen to lose, then maybe somewhere in that gen they decided to go publisher at some point. No one has directly denied the accusations. That should be the clue. Right. I think it's too big for that, though. Like, okay, I could imagine a world, and maybe I should have put this in the monologue to balance it out a little bit. I could imagine a world that this is all hypothetical consideration, and because of that, because of the far reach of it, Everybody at every level heard about him was like, oh my gosh, because look at the language. They're considering Gears of War. They're considering Halo. Now we've heard that Starfield is like, it's basically happening. And I think that's why all these other titles are being considered. That's why I didn't focus on those other titles today. I focused on Starfield because I'm like, from what I can tell, Starfield is the most locked in of the rumors, of the predictions, of the insider intel. When Xbox era is like, this is happening, we heard it's happening, and then I talk to a guy who's got contacts at Bethesda, and he's like, yep, he's like, it's happening. It's it's very likely happening is the word that was used. So it's like, that's why I focus primarily on Starfield. All these other titles, Gears, Halo, Indiana Jones, they are quote-unquote being considered. But here's the thing. Some of the insiders have pointed to the fact that Xbox has has further invested into PS5 dev kits. That sounds like they're creating an infrastructure to do this on a regular basis. They're just looking at which properties they think would be the best to do it with. When there was chatter, Game Pass was going to PlayStation and Nintendo. That got shut down in a sentence real quick. This is true, Zubair, but this is like... The problem is, if if Phil Spencer comes out and says anything, people are going to say, okay, but what about this title? But what about that title? But what about this title? You know, he's going to probably say something to the effect that, you know, yeah, on a case-by-case basis, if we think a game is better served by being on, on more platforms, we will do that at a later date. You know, still retaining day-and-date value for Game Pass, still retaining, you know, the value of having a console. But again... The fact that people are saying even Game Pass might go through some changes. Yeah, Team Ambush. That 
is getting tiring having that like literally thrown on every Twitter thread about it. There were tons of people back then that said that. There were a lot of people that said Microsoft's heading to, to becoming a publisher. You know, I, I like giving people their flowers, but when you make a prediction that, that goes back that far and a lot of other people were also throwing that dart blindly in the room. I just think there were less breadcrumbs back then. A stopped clock is right twice a day, right? Like, you could say years ago, I mean, in 2017, I was like, yeah, I think they're blurring the line between console and PC. Dude, I'm not asking for flowers for that. That was just a pretty easy observation to make, you know? Like, a lot of people have thrown things blindly in the dark and hit a bullseye, you know, I... I don't know. I think some of the people that were saying this way, way back in the day, I think it was a blind swing and, and they got and they got a lucky connection. I think those of us that have been saying it more recently had a lot more grounds to say it. There was a lot more evidence to say, like in 2022, when I said, I think Phil's telling us Starfield to be a timed exclusive. That was my theory. When Phil says, you know, they're going to be less and less exclusives. I think the breadcrumbs became undeniable in the last two years or so. The breadcrumbs just became undeniable. It's like, this is happening. They're, they are not going to buy all this property and just keep it in, on, on, one, on one console. It makes no sense. And that's why I said some of the people that have been blindsided by this, well, they kind of asked for it. They... They're, they asked for it. They, they put a blindfold on. Of course, of course you're going to get blindsided when you're not staring straight face at the facts. I called it Jim Ryan mission accomplished. Yeah, Jim Ryan was fired, by the way, according to the same people that said this type of thing would never happen. You think Microsoft goes more the Tencent or the Embracer route? I actually think Xbox will be a hybrid format for a while. I think they'll be a platform slash publisher. I think the publisher role will become bigger. I think in about five years, we'll view them more as a publisher slash platform or publisher slash ecosystem. Because they're going to have, you know, Game Pass on smart TVs, tablets, the cloud. You know, there's this cloud access point that I think is coming. I don't think they're going to abandon having a presence as some type of a platform, whether it is, you know, cloud or game pass on PC. Cause Phil Spencer indicated in an interview that there are huge, huge growth opportunities for them with PC game pass in the Asian market. And that's a big, big growth opportunity for Microsoft to get a foothold in a market that they have largely over the years struggled in. So I don't think they're going to completely abandon the idea of, well, yeah, we're just a publisher now. The, the people that are pushing that and saying, oh no, they're co- they're totally going to publisher. I don't know. I, I see evidence of them of them having a, the, continuing to have a foot in the, you know, in the ecosystem, having Game Pass on PC, you know, Game Pass on your TV, things like that. You don't care about it going to PlayStation because you're lucky enough to have both systems. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily agree that I'm lucky enough. I've made choices that have allowed me the opportunity to fund 
that kind of a leisure or luxury. That's not luck. Zippy Narwhal with a $5 super chat tip. Sony essentially has a monopoly on the high-end console market now. How can anyone celebrate this? This is awful for the industry. I think that's largely overstated because Xbox hasn't really competed for a while. I think that's something that's getting lost in the shuffle. Like, Xbox hasn't really been competing with Sony for a while, and Sony hasn't gotten this idea... I reject the notion that a company that size will get lazy or complacent. Like, I asked the guy from VGC, where's the evidence that Sony Studios, like PlayStation Studios right now, are complacent? Where's the evidence of that? Where? You got three games in 2022, and you got PSVR 2 first-party game, an awesome DLC, and Spider-Man 2 last year. And this year, admittedly, the PlayStation Studios, the first-party-owned studios, are dead quiet, and we don't know why. Now, to interpret that as complacency, I think, I think that is odd. It's odd. Are are the Xbox-owned studios complacent because we haven't heard from Perfect Dark or Everwild or State of Decay Three? Are they complacent? No? Well, then why would you interpret one company's silence from their studios as complacency, but not the other? What's the difference? Explain the difference to me. If both companies have first-party studios that have been quiet for a really long time, but the coalition hasn't said anything, we, we know nothing about the next Gears game. Are they being complacent? I don't understand that. Why is the presumption that they're being complacent when as far as we can tell, marketing strategies have changed and companies are staying more quiet? They're staying more quiet until later. Until like they're ready to say something. Like I just, I don't get why that's interpreted, interpreted as a... A, a, a complacency in the market or like oh well if xbox abandons if xbox abandons hardware and does this only does like a cloud access point yeah playstation's going to get complacent that doesn't make any sense playstation is in contract with amd do you really think that like the playstation 6 is going to come out and it's going to be slapped together and weak and low quality and bad and overpriced because Xbox isn't competing with a high-end console. We're presuming that that happens. People are like, well, if that happens, conditional statement, right? If that happens, then PlayStation can get complacent. I'm like, why? Why would they do that? What what tech company has ever, like, like, as far as hardware goes, what tech company has ever done that? Yeah, let's just slow down. Let's just not really innovate and do cool new stuff. Let's not make it stronger, better, faster. Let's not do that. We got a lead, so. Eugene says, prices have been relatively stable for 15 years. There's been almost no competition in that period. Why? Because we drive prices in the market. It's our money that talks in the market, says Eugene. That guy says, Starfield and Indiana Jones are staying on Xbox. 
Uh, does he have contacts? And what do they say? Within 24 hours, all these contacts are going to say something different. That's entirely, that's, that's really, really strange. We were told that this was leaked by somebody who doesn't want it to happen. If Starfield wasn't going to another platform, I really do feel like somebody would have said something by now. These rumors have been circling about Hi-Fi and Sea of Thieves. They've been circling for, for weeks now. Eugene says, in a luxury market, we drive prices, not the companies. This isn't a necessity or a commodity that we need. A lack of sources and competition will... Oh, it's not a commodity or a necessity that we need, so a lack of resources or competition will drive up the price. Right, like the prices won't go up just naturally because there's no competition because we, again, drive the price as the consumer. I said said that earlier. Yeah, people are now coming out and saying... Um, you gotta wait. We should wait. We should be patient. You know, everything's gonna be fine next week. Um, it's just gonna be really, really weird. This will be the weirdest turn of events if the whole thing ends up not happening at all. It'll be so bizarre. Even if it's not Starfield. Let's say Starfield doesn't come. They pull the plug on and they said, no, we considered it and we decided not to do it. Okay. You were considering an awful lot of titles coming to PlayStation. What about the rest? That's going to be the hardest way to discuss this. If they decide not to, let's just say they decide not to do it with Starfield. They're like, nope, we're not bringing Starfield over. We looked at it, right? We crunched it. We're not going to do it. But what about all the other titles? What about all the other games? If they if they've decided to not do it at all, that that's extremely interesting because everything Satya Nadella said, everything the CFO said, this is coming. This is what we're going to start doing. We're going to start putting our first party property on other platforms. So then the question becomes, what is going to move? What is going to make the jump? Okay, Starfield, fine. We had very specific details on how it's going to happen with Starfield. They're going to update it. They're going to launch the Shattered Space thing, and then it's going to come after the fact. That's what Xbox Era said. How does all that change in a matter of 24 hours? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It'll be very interesting to see what Phil Spencer says. Phil Spencer's going to have to... um, I believe he's going to have to say something on Monday or Tuesday. They're going to want to say something before Dice, because if not, that'll be all anybody wants to talk about. Like, they'll just be asking Todd Howard every interview, like, and he'll be like, I can't say, I can't say, I don't know. To be fair, Sony should give God of War series other and other PlayStation exclusive to Xbox and Microsoft should give their games to PlayStation. What do you mean to be fair? To make it fair? Why would we make it fair? We're not splitting dessert amongst toddlers in a preschool. These are companies with valuable property. There's literally no business angle. There's no revenue incentive. There's no there's no motivation from, from a business perspective for Sony to put PlayStation games on Xbox. There's no ROI there. 
smallest footprint and the ecosystem doesn't buy games in large numbers. So there's there's no making it fair. This is business. Like I think a lot of these guys are coming out and saying they feel better, they feel like everything's going to be okay because I don't think I don't think Phil Spencer's going to walk out and say everything's going multi-plat. Right? Everything's going multi-plat. Everything's everything's going to the other platforms. I think Phil Spencer's going to say you know we are going to examine this on a case-by-case basis. We are still going to prioritize our platform and our uh, our um, our Xbox or whatever. Because the CFO said a uh, long time, long long time ago, he said you're going to see us move to a first, better, or best strategy. And I wonder if Phil echoes that. To basically satiate the console owners to be like, you're still going to be our first priority. First, better, or best. You're either going to get the game first, or it's going to be better because you can play it on Game Pass, or better because we have more features, or it's going to be best because, you know, you can get it day and date. Like, I I don't necessarily know if this is going to be some big walk back like these guys think. Like, too many... Too many connected persons have said that this is happening for it to suddenly reverse course. That would be incredibly odd. He's basically going to outline the fact that most of their IP are going to be timed exclusives. Has this been a freaking mind game the entire time? It feels like a mind game. You get everybody scared... You get everybody worked up and then you say our commitment going forward is that games like this are at a bare minimum a timed exclusive. So you get it first on Xbox. You get it first. Maybe he might not say Game Pass because there's rumors that Game Pass is changing with, with you know no more day and date. It's so funny how a couple of rumors about games going to PlayStation and all these guys have changed their tune. They're like, yeah, you got to get rid of day and date. Game Pass has to change. You know, Game Pass killed Xbox, and it's like, why? Where? Where was this energy? You know, a year or two ago, when a lot of us were trying to say that. Stopping a case by case would be an epic fail. Well, I'll tell you what Phil can't do. He can't go out and say, "This isn't happening." Do you want to know why? He cannot go out and refute what the CFO told investors. He cannot go out and refute what the CEO of Microsoft said. This is the future and the health of Xbox. Phil cannot go against that. He can't. You want to talk about financial disaster. If Phil walks out and says, no, we're not doing that. No. Now, he might give specificity and say, you know, we're considering all of our property on a case-by-case basis, and yes, we considered Starfield and came to the decision that we would not be moving it 
to other platforms or other consoles. And that'll, that'll be a cause of celebration. But the point will be, we are going to do this with property moving forward. It's going to happen. Like he can't, he can't go against what, what the CFO and the CEO of the company said. So it's going to be very, very meticulously worded. It's not, he can't walk out and make it seem, because if the shareholders see Phil Spencer walk out and say, no, yeah, Xbox isn't doing that. That's, 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 that's absolute. There's so much that could go wrong from that. The shareholders could, could sue. And be like, you told us you were going to do that. And now you're not, you know, same with the CFO. You can't go against what, what's already been stated to investors and shareholders. I honestly thought the big three, Nintendo was going to be the one going third party. Never imagined it would be Xbox. Satya honestly is still trying to figure out what third party means in gaming. Well, Satya never said third party. All Satya said was, we can now do what we've always wanted to do. Make great games and put them on all platforms. So, we got track in the background is called Memories by Streamtunes. Um, guys, we got about 30 more minutes left in the show. If you want to try to get us to 100 members, uh, we were trying to hit 200 today. We got a big goal for this week. You guys hit the goal last week of 2750. So, we, uh, we had a, what did we do? What do we do for 2750? Oh, I wore the Deadpool onesie for the Friday night stream. This Friday night, we will make Hilly play Helldivers without guns. He's not allowed to use guns if we can hit 3,000 members before Friday. So you guys are currently sitting at 78 members on the day. Uh, I currently owe you 15. If you guys hit 100, I'll owe you 20. So that'll be another 40, and that'll get us to about 2,800 members. So we'll be about We will be about 200 members away. Uh, if you guys can hit that. So thank you guys so much for supporting. If you can't do a membership, gift a membership or pick up your own membership, smash the like button. If we could get 40 more likes, that would be 500 likes on this video. <clears throat> Barrier says, funny how the big Xbox insiders were so willingly openly talk about what Xbox games are coming to PlayStation and now they're silent about what they've heard is getting announced next week just wait well it's all generic it it, it, it again it again feels like exactly like what I talked about a little bit ago it feels like astroturfing it's like Microsoft is going out to the to their to the influencers and they're being like all right calm everybody down tell them it's gonna be fine they're gonna like what's happening Yo, a 10 bomb from MASH takes us to 88. We had a 10 gifted member bomb earlier. It was remarkable. So many people dropping member bombs on the chat, and MASH drops another one. Thank you so much, MASH. If you just got a gifted membership from MASH, be sure to say thank you. I always like your vids, even even if I can't watch live. Thank you, Bard. Like, I genuinely feel like that's what this is. This is just more manipulation of the public. Like, well, everybody's kind of throwing their tantrum. Everybody's gotten really upset. All right, go out and tell everybody, just just don't believe everything that you see. Be generic and tell them it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be fine. Because 
look at what happened in the wake of the CFO's remarks. The CFO says, we're going to move our first party property in a high margin market. You're going to see a bit of a change of strategy. We're going to put our first party property on platforms that we previously considered competitors. Right? Then, what's Phil Spencer do the very next day? He says, we have no plans to put Game Pass on PlayStation and Nintendo. Super slick, super, super manipulative. Completely does a looky-loo. Distracts everybody. Distracts everybody. And it worked. And it feels like the exact same thing's happening now. The leaks and the insiders, everybody with a contact at Bethesda or Xbox is all saying the same thing. It's, oh yeah, Starfield, yep, Indiana Jones is being considered, Gearbox, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Gears of War is being considered, uh, you know, Halo's being considered, and when the dust starts to settle, what do they do? They hit up their bigger, biggest mouthpieces, and they're like, yeah, everybody, everything's gonna be okay, you guys are gonna be fine, tell everybody, tell everybody not to believe everything, they'll, they'll be okay, it's like, okay. It's official, Hogwarts Legacy has was the best-selling game worldwide, topping Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Do they finally have the digital sales results of Tears of the Kingdom? Because Nintendo only ever reports physical, so I, I still don't know if we have the digital sales numbers. Do we ever get those from Nintendo? Because if we don't, then you can't claim that. Because if Hogwarts only beat Zelda by 1.8 million, then Hogwarts didn't win. If Hogwarts Legacy outsold Zelda and all we have are physical and it's 20.28 on Zelda, I guarantee you Zelda sold more than 1.8 million copies digitally. I guarantee you they did. There ain't no way. So we would need to know if they have the digital sales yet. If they have the digital sales tabulated and totaled and Hogwarts won, that's an achievement. I said that I thought Hogwarts would be the most commercially successful game last year. I, I have people saying, no, it won't outsell Zelda. It won't outsell Zelda. And I thought I, I thought it would. Benevolent Icon with a gifted membership. Thank you so much. Hogwarts had three months head start. Hogwarts is on multiple platforms. Hogwarts had a staggered release date. Hogwarts is attached to Harry Potter. A single gifted from Benevolent Icon and another one taking us to 90 on the day. Tempting that 10 bomb dunker to take us to 100. Thank you so much, Benevolent Icon. I said that Hogwarts was going to be tough to beat simply because it was launching on the PlayStation 4. Like, that just gave it such a huge advantage. That's so many potential consumers. The PlayStation 4 is... It's still to this day just a monster, and to and to have your game on there, and have it run well, and have it be you know, and, and it's Harry Potter. Yeah, I was like, that, that, that's a huge advantage. And I kept telling people that I was like, I, Hogwarts has a lot of advantages over over Zelda in in a, as far as a total commercial sales, you know, uh, calculation. They have a lot of advantages, multiple platforms, staggered releases, and a massively popular piece of property. As the market shifts to digital, I expect more sales metrics to be released across the board. Yeah, I just think there's certain markets that are still holding pretty firmly to buying physical. Hogwarts is getting DLC. That's not been officially announced, has it? 
I remember the Hogwarts Legacy hype dying out after a week. Not really. It, it that's the course for most games like that. The 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 excitement lasts for about two weeks. I, I don't know. I played it for quite a while. I don't think that that's true. We had good viewership. That was one of the last times I did extended gameplay on the channel. Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. The last time we did gameplay was on February the 27th. And it launched on February the 7th. At least that's the first... No. Yeah, that was the first time we played it. So... I don't, I don't I don't think that was demonstrated in at least in my experience. We saw we saw 3 whole weeks of of good treatment and good viewership and good interest. That's, you know, 3 weeks for any game is really really actually quite good. It is. Usually for games like action adventure games and stuff, after a week no one cares because they've already seen everything they needed to see they've either seen enough gameplay to buy it or they've seen a complete run through by somebody and they're good they move on the relevancy of of games like that are it's like vapor it's like vapor I mean it's it's really really hard to maintain oh they are including digital okay I called it (laughs) Where's Wheezy? Where's Wheezy? I told you, Wheezy! (laughs) I said, I don't know, dude. I said, I think Hogwarts takes it. I said, I think Hogwarts beats Zelda. And he was like, no way. No way. Nobody's beating Zelda. And I'm like, I don't think you can compete with Hogwarts. Too many platforms. Globally popular. I mean, it. everybody. My wife played Hogwarts. Like, there's another one. There's another feather. Give me my flowers. I said it. <laughs> I had people telling me I was crazy. They're like, no way, dude. There's no way it's beating Zelda. And I was like, okay. Eh, you're on one platform. That's a huge disadvantage. Now, now, to be fair, the fact that Zelda's only like let like 1.8 million away is insane. That's insanity. Right? The fact that Hogwarts Legacy, one of the biggest and most well-known IPs in the world, was on every platform and only beat Zelda by like 1.8 million. That's nuts. That, I mean, credit where credit is due. Zelda, absolutely on the heels. That's insane, dude. That just shows you the power of Nintendo. I want you to think about that. A single platform first party Nintendo release went toe to toe, neck and neck, with a multi platform massive IP release. Hogwarts was on PS5, Xbox Series, it was on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. That's the power that Nintendo has in the market. <laughs> That's the power. How close was Spider Man to Zelda? I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't have that in front of me. You might want to delete your account. The PS5 Pro is the best place to play 
Xbox exclusives on consoles. Let's go Microsoft. So these guys actually think this is all, every bit of it's getting walked back. All right. There we go. I was like, I got something on my glasses. I couldn't get it off. If Zelda was everywhere, Hogwarts wouldn't have a chance. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Oh, no doubt in my mind. That's, that's true. If Tears of the Kingdom would have just had a PC release, that's that. (laughs) That's over, brother. That's over. That 1.8 million gap would have closed like that. They'd have easily sold close to, close to somewhere. I would, I would imagine somewhere around 3 million, maybe 5 million copies on Steam alone. Yeah. They sell 20 something million on their own platform. They could easily, easily scoop up three to five mil on another platform. It's freaking Zelda. They just don't have any interest in it. <laughs> you know? They just don't have any interest in it. Yeah, I saw that too, Eugene. This is the guy who leaked it all from the beginning. He says, the idea that any of this is in a reversible position is nothing but wishful thinking. Right, like I said, this is a train that's picking up speed. I, 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 I said that the other day. It feels like a train that's picking up speed. It, it does. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, the, the way the way this is transpiring is you had the CFO said something, then the CEO said something. Come on. And then these leaks start happening. I I I don't think I don't think you can I don't think you can just like hand wave that and be like, nah. Nah, they they reversed the whole thing. This is this isn't gonna happen. Like that that doesn't stand to reason. So that what the CFO is gonna what have to go back to the to the to the to the shareholders or the, the people that were at that that Wells Fargo summit, you know, not Sati is gonna have to go back to the shareholders and be like, Yeah, you know, we changed our mind. We're not gonna be doing that. We're gonna find other avenues. Um We're gonna find other avenues to do that. I mean, because, yeah, this guy's saying that Starfield will remain an Xbox exclusive and exclusives for the most part are not going away. Again, I spoke with somebody just yesterday who had contacts at Bethesda. And he said the contacts at Bethesda were like, yeah, this is basically happening. This is very likely happening. So again, again, this all could have been private considerations that got blown out of proportion. I don't think that's the case because that doesn't make any sense of the CFO and the CEO remarks. Des Corden has either accepted the reality of Xbox or he got threatened to do damage control for his outrage. That's why he's trying to say it's not that bad anymore. 
I mean, I think it got blown out of proportion for sure. I will agree with that. I Yeah, I will agree with that. I don't think that this was as dire as everybody made it. This isn't the end of Xbox, right? I think people blew it out of proportion. That's why today, all I focused on was this is happening. It makes sense. There's probably more coming. You know, this is really upsetting to people. Yeah, J-Dub is saying... Why would they let this information and rumors sit for so long? Previous rumors were squashed promptly. I I have an answer to that. I'll tell you why. This came from Microsoft. Right? This came from Microsoft. And that's why that, that Phil hasn't said anything. That's why that they're right now putting together this meeting because this now has to take place before DICE. That's why they're not saying anything. They didn't see it. Number one, they probably didn't see it coming. Number two, it wasn't meant to hit the airwaves yet. According to Jeff Grubb, they were going to do something at the end of February. I think that's probably rock solid and all that got destroyed. Tom Henderson says, we live in a time where 40-year-old men are selling their consoles because a $3 trillion company is allegedly changing its business strategy to make even more money. Wild. Tommy Hendy's a good guy. Tommy Hendy's a good guy. Because I tweeted yesterday about how I was a little miffed that nobody included in their coverage that, like, I reported on this in January. And so he hit me up in a DM. He's like, well, if you want to be mentioned in articles about stuff like that, he's like, here's how you would approach that. He was giving me some of the inside baseball of like, you got to get to know some of the outlets and the journalists. And I was like, brother, I appreciate that. I was like, my main frustration was there was at least two outlets in particular that knew and paid attention to what I said. And they joined in the hate train in the dog pile. And they're not, they're not saying anything about that now. No retractions, no walkbacks, no apologies. So it's like, he, Tommy Henney's a good dude. He was like, oh yeah. He's like, if you want to be included, he's like, is it, you're going to have to let folks know. And I told him, I was like, we're not really known for insider information. So it's going to be very rare that I have a scoop on something. That's that was like a once... That's like a once in a lifetime thing. It's very rare that I'm going to know something before a lot of these plugged in people do. I think the only reason I found out faster this time is because the natural way that this made landfall, all these people that have contacts at these companies, all those contacts are at the bottom of the totem pole. They were the last people to find out about this. I did include you in my coverage. I mean, I appreciate that, Ginger. You were giving me you were giving me shout outs yesterday on Twitter, and I appreciated it. I appreciated people calling out, you know, the dude from Forbes. It's like you you joined in on a hate campaign against this guy, and he was freaking right. You know, can you say anything? Phil's comments on the last round of leaks, very different response compared to yesterday. Yeah, Phil said, we've seen the conversation around old emails and documents. It is hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed and there's so much to be uh, excited about right now and in the future. We'll share the real plans when we are ready. Yeah, and then the new email is, we're putting together a business meeting to share the vision of the future of Xbox. He's confirming that a change is coming. 
I just don't think the change is as dire as everybody thought. I think the change is going to be, yes, we will be bringing our property to other platforms when we think that is the right choice. That does not mean we are getting rid of exclusives. That does not mean that we're getting rid of the opportunity for you to get the games first. And I think that's going to be enough to satiate people. Also in my videos, highlighting some tweets, but yes, happy to. I've been waiting for this news because of what I know, uh, and I know you know. I'm not sure what you're intimating. About Starfield or something else, Ginger? Like, I... I genuinely think that if there's something Microsoft is absolutely brilliant at, it's manipulating what the public thinks about Xbox. They've done it masterfully for years. I was like, why can't I see Spider-Man's face? I forgot that like Venom's in front of him. I was like, what is going on? I think they let this opening salvo happen because I got to be honest with you. The whole thing about like, well, there was somebody that didn't want this to happen, so they leaked it, so there'd be public outcry. I, that sounds that sounds bogus to me. I'm just going to be real with y'all. That sounds bogus. I think you let this out. I think you know it, it sends everybody into a frenzy. The sky is falling. Well, guess what? Everything sounds better. If it isn't the apocalypse, everything sounds better or preferred to the complete erosion of the identity of the platform, the complete erosion of exclusives. I think this is all a part of the plan. You get everybody upset, you get everybody losing their minds, and then you say, just calm down. Just calm down. You'll be okay. Don't believe everything you hear. We're going to talk next week. And then they come out, and all they do is move back the intensity meter to, this isn't the end of the world, it's just a tectonic change. And now this tectonic change feels like a calm storm, because you thought everything was going to be terrible, and no, it's just that we're going we're gonna to take titles to other platforms when we see that it's a good idea, and it's still not going to be something that takes exclusives away from you. You're still going to get things day and date. You're still going to get things first. It's not the end of the world. Because if this wouldn't have leaked, track with me here. If this wouldn't have leaked and they came out and they just announced that this was something that was going to start happening, then everybody would fixate on that and be really angry about that. This will feel like a glass of refreshing water. Like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Everything's bad. This is going to be terrible. And then Phil walks out and says, it's not as bad as you think. It's, it's, we're going to do it, but it's not as bad as you think. Controlled leak. I think so. Too many people found out at the exact same time. We all here are very familiar with when everybody says something at the exact same time. What does that tell you? It was planned. I'm supposed to believe. I'm supposed to believe that all of these people and 
all of their contacts just all the sudden suddenly were like yep that game that game that game that game yep it's all being considered it's all it's all happening and everyone's like oh my gosh this is terrible <laughs> and then they're like come out a week later and they're like well it's not that bad we are going to be moving titles to other platforms but it's not that bad that's what this feels like to me 100% you control you control the fallout you control the damage by by making it seem as though it's going to be just absolutely terrible and then you just walk back from there and it's working it's working watch just watch like everybody that's going to be the narrative now that's going to be the narrative Every channel, every Twitter feed, every podcast, that's going to be what you're going to hear for the next for the next uh, nauseating seven days is it's going to be okay and it's not as bad as we think and we're still going to get exclusives and Xbox is fine. That, 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 it's just going to be everywhere. It's it's planned. It's so it's so e- I, to me I can't see it any, any other way. Yeah, I'm getting it, Alapark. Thank you. <laughs> what? That has to be a bot. That feels like a copy paste bot. Let's go hit the button. PlayStation is the Jesus of play. Uh, uh, PlayStation Nintendo is the God. What are you saying, Roadkill? Phil's gonna say the most generic stuff. Let me make sure I'm not on Wi-Fi or something. What in the heck is going on here? The, uh... Let me make sure that my PC's not doing something. I'm getting terrible speeds downloading, um, Foam Stars. Let me turn off... Windows update just in case like it's running or downloading something it does say that it's running I love how it always says it's on manual which requires me to do it and it's running anyway I disable it and turn it off every day we'll see if that doesn't speed it up if not I'll just unplug my PC see if it's doing something sounds like Lono has it figured out Look, listen, I'm just theorizing. I find it really hard to believe that every single person across the board, you know, oh, I just, I've just been forgetting to do it, creature. 
Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. While we're waiting for Foam Stars to download, let's spend the next 30 minutes in... uh, I'm going to change chat to members only. That means it's a great reason to gift members. We only need 10 more for 100. If you want to join in the conversation, click the join button. Make sure when you join, you select the $6 member tier. Don't pick the gifted tier. That's reserved for when people gift a bunch of members, okay? You want to pick the $6 member tier. Let's just go gaming AMA. Obviously, if you guys have questions about this, um, you know, maybe more personal questions about this. Feel free to use this as that opportunity. Um, there's a there's a atomic heart thing. Okay, hang on. Um, uh, what? Oh wow! That's great. Good news on a on a situation that got a little scary. Um, nothing nothing scarier than kids getting sick, man. Ah, oh, that's terrifying. But everything's great. Everything's good now. Way way faster and better than anybody expected. It's like a sigh of relief, you know. It's like real close to the family, really close to this kid. Like known him since was a baby. Like never fun to see somebody you think of as like almost like a nephew being like oh my gosh what's going on yo mayhap jumps in as a brand new member all on their own thank you so much taking us to 91 on the day this number doesn't require it to be a gifted man click join it supports the channel you get into all the extra content and do exactly what mayhap did choose that member tier tommy says i need incentive to buy a microsoft game on playstation why would I if I can play day and date on Game Pass? Why would I if the PlayStation version is the same or worse than the X version? Well, I, don't, I think you're forgetting that tons of people own the PlayStation and don't own an Xbox. Like, think of it this way, Tommy. If, let's say we have it on good authority that, you know, Hellblade 2 is coming to PlayStation 5. Let's just let's just say that. I'm not saying that's happening. I'm just saying hypothetically. But if it hits Series X first and is on Game Pass, where do you think I'm going to play it first? Well, I have both consoles. Tons of people, you know, 50-something million people own PlayStation 5s. So a significant portion of that number, that's the only console in their home. So if Hellblade comes later... There you go. They have every reason to do that. They have every reason to wait and download it. And guys, <clears throat> let's try and get the remaining nine members here. Let's hit 100. I'll drop a 20 bomb on chat. That'll pull all those people into this members-only uh, AMA that we're doing right now. So chat right now is, is members-only, and you can kind of ask me anything. Old Soul with a VIP in 24 months. That's a red badge. Tough couple of days here on the work front, but I had to jump in and celebrate this. I hope everyone is happy and healthy. Thank you so much, Old Soul. Give me one second. I'm going to unplug my PC just to see. that My PlayStation's taking forever. One second. Okay, the only thing plugged in now is um, my PlayStation 5. We'll see if that doesn't speed it up. Usually, I download games really fast. They must have just decided, I don't know, letting us not preload before or at midnight might be the reason why. Like, everybody's probably trying to download this right now. 
There it is. Patrick Q says, come on, boys. Let's get a couple more people in here. I'll drop the 20 bomb. We'll get a bunch of new folks in the member pool. Thank you very much. And if you guys get a gifted membership, make sure and say thank you to the person that gifted you. You can now talk in the chat. We very rarely do members-only chats. It's usually at the very, very end of a stream. I'm a little worried about this game having server problems since they didn't let anybody preload. Do you like your portal? I like it just fine. I even switched to a newer Wi-Fi. I had a I had a, a Wi-Fi six in the house. I switched to that, and my wife and I played Kill the Justice League the other night, and I played on it. I didn't have any issues. It ran smooth. I think Microsoft will release new hardware in the fe- future. That is a giant question that seems. I don't know the answer to that question. I have continued to say that I think the next Xbox console is the cloud hybrid, right? Gavin Hillick keeps it going. We got a single gifted member train. We only need seven more to hit 100, and then I'll drop the 20 bomb. Thank you so much, Gavin. I I think it's a valid question to be like, if you're always kicking the games to PlayStation, why would you continue to invest in hardware? However... If they follow the same strategy that PlayStation does, PlayStation launches games on the PlayStation 5, and then a year and a half to two years later, they hit PC. So let's say Xbox follows the same pattern. Starfield hits, and a year and a half later, it hits PlayStation 5. Okay? It's still valuable to be on Xbox. It's still valuable to have Xbox hardware. That's the question, though. Is that the plan going forward? You want fast downloads? Get fast internet? I I do have fast internet. I have one gig, and usually when I download PlayStation games, it's unbelievably fast. I've downloaded much larger games than Foam Stars in much quicker amounts of time. Again, there must be... Because it just hit at noon, everybody's logging in to download, you know, PS Plus games or to log in and download this game, and it's probably just jamming up the servers. How good can the hardware be if the sales are minimal? Like, we've all kind of touched on this in the past. Like, why would Microsoft focus heavily on hardware if they've they've been pushing people to the Series S this entire time? Like, their market is shrinking in hardware. Their market values low-cost entry. So this rumor that they're going to have like a, a two-tiered uh, system and a high-end box, again, they're going to do that again. They're going to have like a high-end box and then like the cloud hybrid that'll also be a handheld. I just, it's tough for me to see why they would do that. Why would they say... Right now, they're not prioritizing the Series X. So why would they do it? Why would they do it again? Henry Heck gifts a member, keeping the single train alive, and takes us to 94 out of 100. We need six more. And I'll drop a 20 bomb on chat. Thank you very much, Henry Heck. That wasn't meant for you. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, I, it is speeding up now. It's, it's, it's speeding up a teeny bit. 
Question out of left field. What games would you recommend for someone new to gaming on the PS5 whose skills are lacking because of how new they are? Yeah, if you're more casual, maybe on the lower skill threshold, you could play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and you could turn the difficulty down and have a great time. Um, I would not recommend the Demon Souls remake or Returnal if you're on the lower end of skill. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima as well, the director's cut, magnificent, awesome game. You can turn the difficulty down if you want. Same with Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok. Excellent games, really fun games. And and uh, yeah, and yes, you can turn that difficulty down if you want. Spider-Man 2. I actually would play Spider-Man 1 remastered and then Miles before playing Spider-Man 2 because they're such good games, but it would be really hard for you to go backwards. Like once you play the new Spider-Man with all the great traversal, going backwards would be pretty tough. You would you would feel like like it's you know it would be it would feel like you're stepping stepping backwards because you are because you are the traversal's great in the first two games um but the but the traversal in Spider-Man 2 is just so so much better um so yeah that would be my recommendation to you there's a couple of games you definitely want to avoid because they would just be they would just be tough. They, they're not built for people that are, you know, maybe on the more casual side or on the low low skill side. Like, I'm not even sure if casual players are going to want to jump into Helldivers. Helldivers seems like you've really got to uh, be kind of organized. You've really got to, you know, pay attention. And there's, you know, there's, there's team damage and all of that. Like, I thought Helldivers was going to be like super casual, shoot aliens with your buddies on a Friday night. Uh, Hell Divers looks like it's gonna, you know, it's not gonna mess around. It, you, you've got you've got to be paying attention. Like some of these early looks uh, that we're getting at the game. Um, is this coming through? Okay, I was like, audio doesn't seem to be coming through on the PlayStation, but it is. It's not a solo experience, for sure. It's not meant to be. Okay. Maybe not having a gun makes good sense. Yeah, we have a big, huge incentive. If you guys help us hit 3,000 members before Friday, this Friday night, all members are invited, 8 p.m. Eastern. Hilly and I will be playing Helldivers. It'll be a Hilly Hijinks Helldivers 2 stream. That's a lot of H's. And VIPs will get first dibs on coming in uh, and playing. Uh, So if you want to be there, make sure and do that. Uh, Let's see, up and down, it needs to be inverted. Uh, And then we want that. And five members comes in from mash this guy is absolutely carrying the member count lately on his back some of y'all gotta help this dude out man he is absolutely bringing it lately thank you so so much for doing that i appreciate that mash you are the absolute best you are the best one more member and i'm gonna drop a 20 bomb and then i gotta schedule the foam star stream uh we are in i you know i'm gonna take a huge risk here and not hit start i'm assuming there's going to be a tutorial at the beginning well i just hit start i couldn't resist it was sitting there flashing at me um i can't pause the opening cinematic so i'm just gonna skip it because you guys can't you guys aren't gonna be able to see it 
Uh, let me go in here and schedule. Mash is killing it. He really is. He really is. Okay, I think they're just throwing you in right away to a tutorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Patrick Q rounds it out and lands the plane at 100 members. Thank you so much for doing that. And then DK Beggar is the Agents of Chaos and takes us to 101.25. If you can suddenly talk in my chat right now, it's because people were generous and gifted. And I'm about to make it rain here with a 20 bomb from me. 20 members getting to jump in. I'll give you guys a total member count in a moment to see if Hilly will get to use a gun on Friday night or not. There's the 20 that I owe. While those 20 members are hitting, let me schedule the the Foam Stars gameplay stream here. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. That. Okay. Foam stars. And I'm on record saying I think this game has a ton of potential to be fun and actually quite popular. I think people are writing this game like many games uh, lately. I think this game's getting written off too quickly. Um, the obvious question will be, can they fill the funnel with enough players? I believe the purchase price of the game was is $29.99, but if you have PS Plus, you can just install it. And we're going to jump right here in here in a brief, brief moment. Got my promotion. Feels good, man. Hey, he says, by the way, check out the coffee. So worth it. Zelda heart with 12 months of memberships. Zelda, if you're paying for your own membership, you're going to want to bump that up to the member tier for six. The $5 tier is, um, Wait, I just scheduled that for members. That's not right. I am totally on autopilot right now. Public. Public stream. Too many Christmas, Lono. Change is saved. There we go. Good night. We did we did make that change where uh, for one dollar, for one dollar, you bump up and you get into all of the content. The only thing you don't get into is this at VIP stream. That's only once a week. You get into everything that we do whether it's a stream with madam uh, or the writer's room that we do every day currently the member count is at 2800 members so you guys are 200 members away from you guys are 200 members away from the goal we're trying to hit 3000 members before friday and then hilly has to play hell divers without a gun it'll be really really funny okay i don't want to start the gameplay stream by taking a break so I'm going to quickly run upstairs and use the restroom before we start this Foam Star stream. If you enjoyed today's discussion, if you liked the vibe, right? If you gave me a shot today after, you know, a, a long time of people telling you like, yeah, don't watch that guy. Uh, and you enjoyed today's stream, man, hit subscribe, hit the bell button, hit the like button. Uh, do all those things. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate uh, the constant encouragement and DMs and just the kindness from people the last couple of years. All right. So, uh, is Foam Stars free to play? It's not free to play. It's on PS Plus. I believe it costs twenty nine ninety nine. Let me let me verify that. Uh, Foam Stars PlayStation Store. If you want to buy the game, 
It's included in PS Plus. Wait, can you not just buy the game? It's not getting good scores. I wonder if that's why. Are people ticked off? It's yeah, it's getting it's getting a 4.08. I wonder if people are having issues with the servers. Day one votes for live service games can be really freaking rough. Um because if you can't play or it's flagging you out, you're gonna immediately go give it a bad score. I mean it's been out for nineteen minutes. I'd have a hard time believing people are like actually having like a genuine review 19 minutes in. I think maybe there are server issues. Um, can you look into the Dragon's Dogma 30 FPS rumor versus PS5 60 FPS footage? Yeah, I can definitely look into that. We might have to do uh, an upload about it. This guy, J-Dub, says, you guys ain't learned anything. The same guys that, the same lead that told you no exclusives, no tools, no hardware, is still telling you to stop overreacting, and a text message from his insider will save everything. Yeah, people are like, I feel like I'm getting broken up with. Free to PS Plus all levels for a month. After that, it's $29.99. Wait, so can anybody play Foam Stars today if they're not on PS Plus? You can't just go buy the game? That's such a dumb decision. Why would you why would they do that? Why wouldn't you want to get as many people in the funnel as possible? The offer ends on March 5th. Alright. I don't know what the heck they're doing. They're setting this game up for failure. 4.08 out of 5, that's an 8. That's low for PlayStation, though. PlayStation games are usually... I mean, Kill the Justice League has like a 4.5. And that game's getting brutalized. It's got a stronger score than Foam Stars right now on PlayStation. Because you need PS Plus to play. Oh, because it's an online game, you need PS Plus to play. That makes sense. So it there there is no reason, there is nobody right now that could play the game simply by buying it without PS Plus. Okay, dots connected. I was like, why the frick would they be doing that? I still think the best strategy would be to do free to play, don't require PS Plus, and get as many people in the funnel as possible. For games like this, I I think that's the winning strategy. I don't agree with the strategy that they're they're implementing. I think it's a bad idea. Brett Williams with nine months. You have to have PS Plus Essential to play it anyway because it's online. Yeah, thank you, Brett. That was just clarified. That's good. I wasn't even thinking about that. That I I've got my own opinions about that. Okay, give me one second. I'm gonna run upstairs quickly and I'm gonna use the restroom. We're gonna come back down. We're gonna play some foam stars. And do me a favor if you haven't smashed the like button, do so already. We might be able to hit 600 likes on the video. Thanks for the massive turnout today. Thanks for all the members. I'll be right back.
Does Foamstar stay free after a month as long as you have PS Plus? I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that infinite that the devs of Helldivers can um they can like drop buffs and do things in your game. People somehow missed that. They actually said that in the one video and I covered it and said that in my stream. I that I, that wasn't like new that wasn't new information. I think people just missed it. It was mentioned like let me switch glasses. I want to go with my smaller frames. Uh it was mentioned like in passing in a trailer and I also mentioned it in passing and nobody picked it up. Like when we were talking about it that day, like nobody even noticed that I had said that. Like it didn't really become like a focal point of interest. And then they mentioned it later and then everybody was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so cool. Okay. All right, I got to switch the Starfield... Yeah, Jez is saying this would have been the smart thing to do. I think a lot of people will feel silly in the coming weeks. Yeah, but when every single insider at Xbox or Bethesda is saying the same thing, what was everybody supposed to think? It's all fake? What were we supposed to think? If this entire thing gets reversed and it's only going to be select titles, again, I think that seems incredibly weird. Why would you pull the trigger on games like Hi-Fi and Sea of Thieves, but not big titles like Starfield? That, again, that just doesn't track from a financial perspective. Why would you waste time only porting smaller property, only porting less profitable property? I, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, let's go cap card two. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me go to options, sound. Uh, I wonder if there's a need for a streamer mode in this game because they got music playing. All right, when we get over to this video, guys, make sure and smash the heck out of the like button. I think Jez is refuting the panic over Xbox abandoning hardware because Xbox next-gen hardware just got leaked. Phil will probably talk about it, but the third-party plans will remain. I, that's a good word, John. That's a good word. All right, the link in chat is where we're going. Please do me a favor. Click that link or ride the redirect. Come with me, um, and we're going to check this game out. Okay. All right.
Thanks so much for checking out this video here. Gameplay of Foam Stars on the launch date. It does require PS Plus, but it's free or it's free on any of the tiers. And so we've got it installed. We're going to kick things off with a tutorial. I've continued to say that I think this game has the potential to be a huge hit. It doesn't have the greatest review score on PlayStation right now, but it's only been out for about 30 minutes. So there might be some server trouble. I don't know how long this video will end up being if that is the case because this is a live fire exercise. So I'm in here right now going to walk through the tutorial. I'm going to end the previous stream where we talked about Starfield port coming to PC and uh, we're going to dive right into this. 